0: 是 <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We're doing week 11 picks. I mentioned this on the last pod, but just in case if you are wondering, you, you turn tune in Monday for the recap show, and there's nothing dropping, and you're like, what is going on? What happened to Zach? Here's what happened to me. I'm on vacation, and I ain't dropping a recap. <laughs> So you heard it here first. I'm on vacay. No recap. Maybe we'll do a little recap on Thursday when I get back. But, uh, but yeah. So we're doing we're doing picks here. It's very early in the week. Uh, I'm getting this in now, and so there's going to be a, a few things that I am unaware of as the week progresses in terms of injuries and things like that. So I just want to be very clear on that. If you like the show, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. This one's not on YouTube, but just make sure you're hitting us up there. Follow us on, on Twitter, on Instagram, big 10 Football Talk at gmail.com. Reviews, share this thing. Man, the more you guys share, the more you leave reviews, the more the algorithms work. We'd love to get this, to get more exposure on this so that more people can get this content uh, wherever they are. Um, we're gonna get right into it. This will hopefully be a a shorter episode here. We're gonna go right to Indiana at Illinois, twelve o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Illinois is a six-point favorite. This is this is a weird game because Indiana has looked halfway decent the past couple weeks. You know they they played Penn State pretty tough. You know, ever since they've committed to Soresby, right? They they played Penn State tough. They played Rutgers tough for a half. And then they they beat Wisconsin outright. And so, like, that was pretty great. And yet, like, there's there's clearly a, a talent deficiency. They have a couple guys like Jalen Lucas, uh, McCulley. You know, those those guys are good. I'm not sure about the status of Cam Camper. Um Illinois, on the other hand, we don't know about Luke, Alt- Luke Altmaier. He got hurt in the Minnesota game. Not sure if that's a long-term injury or if it is, you know, something he's coming back from. I know Paddock had the big, you know, big play at the end. Um, I just it's weird because I'm like, who's going to play? If it's Paddock, can he can he be better? You know, can he be bring the magic from last week? And I'm just not sure. Like Indiana has a at least a competent defense, or at least an adequate defense. Uh, for me, Illinois is at home, they see a bowl win or bowl eligibility in sight with Indiana and Northwestern on the schedule still. And I, I think even Iowa, like Iowa, is not unbeatable for them. But I think you want to try to get Indiana at home. I think that Illinois has the best player. I think they have the better skill positions. I'm going Illinois. I think, I think it's going to be close. Right as of now, Illinois is a six point favorite. I'm going to go Illinois twenty eight to twenty over Indiana. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. I, I think if, if it's Paddock, I think Indiana covers I still think Illinois wins this game I think I think Newton really does change things and I think it's it's he's gonna give Indiana all they want for that 12 o'clock peacock Maryland at Nebraska <laughs> speaking of teams that I just don't know about um, Maryland's a two-point favorite I, I'm curious what the over-under would be for turnovers, like collective turnovers. Because I think between the two of them last week, they had seven. And I... Mm. Nebraska's got a good defense, and they can turn you over. I. Mm. I I'm gonna go with Tunga and Maryland. I I'm kind of kicking myself. I don't really have a good reason other than well, I think my reasoning is I think Maryland will move the ball better. And I think Nebraska their their offense runs through Harburg at this point. And that's just I just don't think that's enough especially with the way Harburg has been turning the ball over. I don't think... mm, Maryland is just so in the tubes right now, which makes me really hesitant to pick this. I'm going to go Maryland 24, Nebraska 13. I think Maryland covers. I think that line is low because I, I think... Vegas probably feels like I do. Like, who's going to turn the ball over? I, and I think it's very possible that Nebraska turns it over, like, five times. The, the difference, though, is that Maryland has options offensively. Nebraska, I don't think, does. And that's where I think this game ultimately is won. But I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all. Um, Three thirty kick on the Big Ten Network. Rutgers at Iowa. Iowa's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Um I love Rutgers so very much. I would feel more confident about, about this if this were not in Iowa City. But I I think Iowa will run a, be able to run a little bit with their with their tailback Williams. Williams has, has had a decent season. I think Rutgers though, I think they they get turnovers from Hill. Like I think their corners can easily match up against their receivers. They don't have the tight end to exploit them. I think Wimzat and Manunga, I think if Wimzat is smart with the football and doesn't turn it over, I think they run enough to get the win. I'm calling the upset. I think Rutger's wins. I think Manungai has just a good enough day to and I think Wimzat's able to run enough. The over under is 28 and a half. I think Rutger's wins 13 to 9. Hits the under. I think Rutger's wins 13 to 9 and Rutger's gets to seven wins. I I think they do it. Minnesota at Purdue, 3.30 kick on NBC. Minnesota's a one-point favorite. I, I Purdue is just having a rough, rough year. And as much as I, I don't trust P.J. Fleck, I do think, I, I think kaliak Manis is starting to play a little bit better. And while I I think Purdue will be able to move the ball, I I don't think I don't think they'll be able to run. Ah oh, man, again, this is hard. The West is hard, man. I'm picking Minnesota. I, I I like Minnesota. I think their defense. I think they'll turn card over a little bit, and I I don't think Purdue's defense is. I think Minnesota will be able to move the ball against Purdue's defense. I like Minnesota 26, Purdue 17. That's that's my my final answer on this one. Um the West is so hard to figure out. Like seriously, I just I don't know and and another West game 3:30 p.m. FS1, Northwestern at Wisconsin. I if you I mean if you asked me before Indiana I would have said Wisconsin by a couple touchdowns Wisconsin's eleven half point favorite if Braylon Allen is back then I think it's Wisconsin and a cover but I I don't know like I I don't know what his status is and I'm I'm looking right now. the at the the injury report i don't i mean i don't think he's playing i'm going to assume he's not playing i i'm going to pick wisconsin i think it's low scoring i think wisconsin escapes with a win i've got wisconsin 17 northwestern 10 I think their their defense limits Sullivan, and I think they get the win at home, get to bowl eligibility. But I, I'm not – again, I'm not confident about any of these right now. It's the, – the injury – I mean the injuries for Wisconsin is just incredible right now. So I – and I just don't know how much magic – like I think Northwestern would need Wisconsin to turn the ball over, and I'm not – they turned the ball over a couple times last week. I don't think that's as common for them as it is for, say, Maryland or Michigan State or uh Nebraska. I think they they've played a, a bit cleaner. So I I that's my my thought going into that game. I think Wisconsin holds onto the ball. I think they at least get a little bit more of a running game with with Acker and with Wisconsin. Pulls away a low-scoring win. 7.30 p.m. on NBC, Michigan State against Ohio State. Ohio State's a 30-and-a-half-point favorite. Michigan State is not a great team. I think they don't have a secondary run threat like Rutgers does. I think Hauser is... Probably a little bit more accurate than Wimzat, but he doesn't have the run threat like Wimzat is. You know, Carter, again, is he's good. He's not great. I don't think they have receivers that really threaten Ohio State. I, I think this might be the game at home, at night, where we start to see a bit more explosiveness. I i think, you know, obviously Travion Henderson has been very explosive the past couple of games. I think you see me. I I think Cal McCord has his best game as a Buckeye on Saturday night, which I don't think means a ton because I think Michigan State has really struggled on on both sides of the ball. And the last time they played receivers that were explosive like this was against Washington, and I mean they got just dominated. I think Ohio State dominates. Michigan State like what Washington did. I don't think they can hold up against uh, the receivers. I don't think they can hold up against Harrison. I don't think they can hold up against if Cade Stover plays, if Emeka plays. And even if they don't, I don't think they can hold up against Carnell Tate. I, I just think they have too many options at receiver. And I think I think McCord has a really good day on on Saturday night. I've got Ohio State 51-7. to seven. That's a big number. I just, I don't, I don't think Michigan State's very good. I think they're going to turn the ball over a lot. And I think it's going to be a rough game for the Spartans. Um the big one, big, big noon kickoff, it's Michigan at Penn State. Michigan, I think, started as a six and a half point favorite. They're now five and a half. I am so tempted to pick Penn State here. And it's not. Because I've got rose-colored glasses on as an Ohio State fan, I I am very concerned about Michigan's run game. Michigan has really struggled to run the ball effectively the past few weeks. Now, some is some of it just playing possum. I'm not sure, but you know, against Purdue, it's three point two yards per carry, and forty four of those yards came on one play on an on an end around. That's concerning to me, right like that's very concerning to me um and if you if you go a, a bit further and look at some of their some some other wins you know against Michigan State, you know Michigan State again a good good team or not a good team not a good team sorry but you look at their running stats 34 carries three and a half yards per carry a lot of their work was done in the passing game. That's you know the, the week before th- or the week after three point two, you know against Indiana, it wasn't very strong either. I mean that's three overmatched opponents, and they averaged two point uh, sorry three point nine yards per carry. So three point nine, three point four, three point two, against arguably the three worst teams in the Big Ten. Now, they could easily be playing possum, but this is the a massive step up in competition. Massive step up. And I think JJ, JJ McCarthy has played, I think, pretty good football. He has not faced a secondary like this. I I think you can make the argument that um Rutgers' secondary is is pretty good. But Penn State is a couple notches above them. They haven't faced a pass rush like this. I'm not sure if Chop Robinson plays in this game. Um, I I did not see if he played uh, last week against Maryland. So if he did, I apologize for that. Um, But yeah, I, I... yeah, Chop did not play last week. So I, I, I don't know if he plays, but they, they have other pass rushers that I think can make things a little dicey for that offensive line. Again, I, they haven't played defensive personnel like this. The problem that I have, though, is can Penn State's offense stretch the field? Because I think if Michigan can just kind of sit and wait for these running backs, I think it's going to be a long day. For Penn State. I, I, I think they need somebody to to stretch the field, whether it's the tight ends up the seam, whether it's Keandre Lambert-Smith and Cephas finally getting open. That's going to be the hard thing, that, and that's what's really killed Penn State over the past several games. I think the offensive line has taken maybe a, a small step back, but I think part of the reason why it seems like that you have no game breaker on the outside. And I I think I think Michigan's defensive backs are good. I don't think they're great. Like, Sanders still is great, or is really good. I think Will Johnson's really good. But I, I, I wouldn't say they are an elite back end, but I don't think you need to be an elite back end against Penn State's receivers. And so I'm picking Michigan to win I think it's a low scoring game. I've got Michigan 24, Penn State 17. So Michigan covers. If Penn State can find a way to strike deep, it's a very different ball game. But for right now, I got I've got Michigan by a touchdown in Happy Valley. But don't be surprised if Penn State pulls the upset here. So that's my final pick. Thanks for listening. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Again, I will be off next Monday, and then I'll I'll try to be back the following Thursday. If not Thursday, it'll be Friday. But that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Take care. God bless.